Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. California voters, check your mailbox, because if you signed up for it... The state will be mailing you a ballot today. This week, KQED's Bay Curious podcast is explaining some key propositions on the ballot, and the Bay is lending a hand by focusing today on Proposition 5. Proposition 5 would basically expand Prop 13. Which passed 40 years ago and gives homeowners super low property tax rates with tiny increases. But now, in the middle of a housing crisis, it's probably most acutely felt in the Bay Area. Voters are being asked to double down on Proposition 13. Problem is, it doesn't really increase the housing stock. So today, we get into it. The pros and cons of Prop 5 and how it might affect you. I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to the Bay. So let's start at the beginning. If you don't, first of all, tell me your name and, and, oh, okay. and a little bit about yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> Kenneth Wilkins is a longtime resident of North Oakland. Scott Schaefer is senior editor of the California Politics and Government Desk at KQED. Just spell your name for me. Kenneth. K-E-N-N. He's been there. He was born, basically, in, in the area. And you, so you moved here, and you say, 86? Uh, 1976. It's a beautiful neighborhood. It's a very quiet, tree-lined streets, uh, mostly single-family homes, a few larger apartment buildings. Uh, there's a lot of construction going on. It seems like everyone who purchased this house, or they're refurbishing it. He was walking me down the street. Uh, this house like, was the Dixons here, and they were here when I came in 1976. And this one here, uh, Mr. Armstrong, he helped us with some plumbing. So he's been on the block for like 40 some odd years or so. How much was that house when he first bought it? Well, it was very funny. He pointed to a car, his car, that was parked in front of the house. And he said... Uh, Actually, it cost less than this car. (laughs) Is that right? This car cost 21,000, I think. And it was less than that. It's like a Toyota, but it wasn't like a Tesla, you know? <laughs> it was saying. like a beat-up Toyota. Wow. So that's just how, that's just representative of what the housing market looked like back then. You know, not something he could find in his, you know, the cushions of his couch. You had to get a yeah, loan. Sure. But nonetheless, you, you get a sense of uh, 
you know, how much it's gone up. It's those houses now sell for three quarters of a million or more. I never dreamed that a, a house would be sold for over a million in this neighborhood. Uh, but they do. They, but they do. I want to get into Proposition 5, but before we do that, I feel like we have to talk about Proposition 13. So can you tell me the story of how Proposition 13 became a California law? Yeah, you have to go back to the late to mid-1970s. Jerry Brown was governor. After two terms of Ronald Reagan's conservatism, California voters who elected Jerry Brown governor last year were expecting several changes in state policy. The cost of everything was going up quickly because inflation was high. And back then, local governments could raise the property taxes whenever they wanted to. And, you know, so if they needed to pay for something, they raised property taxes a little bit. And so people's tax bills were going up as the value of their homes went up. Inflations hit the standard of living particularly hard here, and soaring property taxes have been a major factor. People, especially seniors on fixed incomes, were having a hard time staying in their homes. And at the same time, the state had a a pretty big budget surplus. And so there was all this talk in Sacramento about, well, gee, why don't we give people a tax rebate? But that didn't happen. So there was this frustration building. I am forming the American tax reduction movement for the United States. There were two guys. Howard Jarvis and Paul Gann, who became the spokespeople for this tax revolution. And the purpose of this amendment is, number one, to reduce the amount of money that government takes in in taxes, because we think the only way you can cut spending is to not give them the money in the first place. What was the reaction to it? Like, how popular was it back then? It was really popular. Proposition 13 caused what may be a record voter turnout. I mean, this was really um, an overwhelming passage. It was probably got about 65% of the vote in 1978. We have proven here in California that we, the people, not the politicians, are still the boss. A thunderous response for Howard Jarvis, the 75-year-old Proposition 13 did a few things. First, it taxed homes based on their 1976 values. Then, for anyone buying a house after that, Prop 13 set the property tax rate at just 1% of home sales price. And it can only be increased by a maximum of 2% each year until the house is sold again. A lot of people say it's taken, I mean, it has taken a lot of money away from schools. You sure. know, those pro- local property taxes are used to fund programs, including education. I think it, when Prop 13 passed, uh, California was near the top in per-pupil spending. You know, now we're more toward the, the bottom. Back to Ken, what does Proposition 13 mean for him? Like, how does it affect him, considering that there's a lot of movement along his block? Well, he's clearly benefited from it. And do you remember if you voted for it? I think I, think I did. His tax bill is, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a lot less than somebody who lives next door and just bought the house and Mm -hmm. is paying taxes based on the market rate assessment. So uh, can people move their low property tax rates around right now, or does it just stick to the house or the property that you own? If you're 55 years or older or severely disabled, you can buy a home of the same or less value and take that with you to another county if that county has agreed to accept that lower value. So not all counties are in on this. Not all counties. In fact, most counties are not. So just about 10 of the 
58 counties in California have agreed to accept this lower tax rate. So what problem is Proposition 5 trying to solve? If you talk to realtors or if you talk to seniors... California realtors have an important chance to protect California's homeowners and extend much-needed property tax protection to seniors... That is they have these big homes that they're rattling around in and they really would like to downsize. Mm-hmm. The problem is they've got this great deal on their property tax because mm-hmm. they've been there so long and they know that if they move and buy you know, a market-value home, their tax bill is going to go way up. It will remove an unfair moving penalty or property tax spike that prevents many seniors from selling their single-family home in order to downsize or move closer to their children. The argument here is, well, they're gonna, they will sell their big house, move to a smaller house, and free up their bigger house for young families that want a three- or four-bedroom place. The problem, of course, is can a young family afford to buy that house? Who has introduced Proposition 5? Like, who, who backs it? Hi there, my name is Linda Eisenman. I'm a broker, a real estate broker in California. The California Association of Realtors and their national association as well have kicked in at least $7 million mm-hmm. to collect the signatures, to get it on the ballot, and then presumably to spend some of that money to help get it passed. Market. Yeah, and so they have a you know an interest in it. Um, you know, if you sell a house, you get a commission, uh, and so they like that. It's when people stay put that we have a more stagnant market in general. Okay, who's on the other side? Like, who is against Proposition Five? Local governments are opposed to it. Tenants' rights. Tenants' groups. groups. Yeah, I mean, all these groups, education advocates, because they're afraid that schools right, are going to get less effect. money. All that stuff. David Chu is a assemblyman from San Francisco. He is a big uh, opponent of Prop 5. He thinks it's a big tax giveaway to people who don't really need it. Prop 5 is an enormous tax break for longtime wealthy property owners who get to pile on more tax breaks on top of what they already have while renters and first-time homebuyers continue to face higher home prices. It does nothing to actually address the housing crisis, and it continues to exacerbate the income inequality that is unfortunately the story all over the state of California. And the legislative analyst who analyzed this said it's going to ultimately cost local governments about a billion dollars in lost revenue, you know, in the coming years if Prop 5 passes. Wow. So what does Ken think about Proposition 5? Like, does does he think he's going to vote for Proposition 5? You know, he's really thinking about it. He's not sure. Uh, He clearly would benefit himself. On the other hand, he's not in a big hurry to sell his house and move. In fact, he said, I'd like to be here till I'm 99 years old. In our case, I don't think we will sell the property. We'll pass it on to the grandkids and the grandkids' kids and so forth. My daughter said, uh, no, don't sell it, don't sell it. When we get old enough, we won't be able to buy a house, which pretty much came true, right? Uh, She was right. You know, that said, I think he likes the idea of Prop 5, but he also, he's very thoughtful. I'm thinking it might affect the tax base for those other counties or cities. You're right. Uh, And what would that mean? Actually, it would be something, I mean, really think about before you voted against it or for it. Local impact is really a big deal for him. Early polling on Proposition 5 seems to show people aren't loving it, and realtors haven't spent much on promoting it either. At the same time, it's kind of early in the campaign game. Big proposition spenders tend to wait till voters have got their ballots in hand, which means about this time, since ballots hit the mailbox this week. 
Still, Scott says realtors are drafting a backup plan for the 2020 elections in case Prop 5 is voted down. Thanks to Scott Schaefer, KQED's senior editor of the California Politics and Government Desk, and to producer Jessica Plachek from the Bay Curious podcast team, who's producing several explainers for you this week to help you bone up on the propositions that you'll be voting on next month. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.